0: Hey everybody. Uh it's Nikki again. How's everybody doing? Um today definitely am uh, a little bit more subdued. <laughs> uh so about the rant uh last episode. Um so actually a lot of worse things with the family have happened since then. And um yesterday I was a mess. I have to admit. Um you know, when your family betrays you, it's it's worse than anything. You know, you can deal with friends because friends, for the most part, aren't friends; they're acquaintances, and that's just the truth of life. Um, but family, you know, obviously we don't get to pick them. I wish we could because I would switch out the a lot of the people that are left. Um, so you now have two more family members I'm not speaking with um but really what I wanted to talk about today was uh my I've always had a temper kind of anger issues but um I had a change major changes in medication uh, about two months ago I would say three months ago and I need to speak with my doctor because because I'm wondering if that is my anger like my therapist will ask me where is your anger is it you know up to this level and I'm like it's past the boiling point it's to the point where I try not to leave my house because I'm scared that I'm gonna go crazy and get arrested and go to jail like Nobody should ever have to feel that way and I do. So well, I'm again wondering if it's a, a like a it's becoming worse because of the medication or what have you. Um not really sure about that, but I have noticed my ability to come back from that scary place much more quickly. Than I used to. I would used to hold on to things. And be pissed off. And want to you know. Just fucking rip somebody's head off. And punch a hole in the wall. For days and weeks. Whereas now like you know. The crazy shit that went down yesterday. Today I'm fine. So. Maybe the medication is doing. Exactly what it needs to be doing. I don't know. I'm not a doctor or a nurse. You know I try to listen to them but I don't always trust them either. So it's a little bit of a conundrum. Um, So really, I'm just wondering if anybody else out there has had these instances, you know, of changing medications and, uh, you know, like the title of my podcast, I've been on medications now for over 20 years. I'll be 43 in November As soon as I turned 18, they were putting me on things, you know, antidepressants and, you know, this and that. And, you know, I've been labeled everything, you know, bipolar and I don't believe in the labels. I'm sorry. I don't for the most part. Um, Some of you might not agree with that, but I don't. To me, especially bipolar, that's the one label that kills me because I can understand if you... Or, like, serious, like, manic depressive, and you have like serious manic episodes. And I have had that in the past, but not in a very long time. Um, I'm usually pretty, you know, stable that way. Um, The only time, you know, is if I'm in pain and, you know, I take a pain pill. I wouldn't call it manic. I just get, for some reason, pain pills have the opposite effect on me. It gives me crazy energy. I'm cleaning. I'm putting things together. Like, things that I wouldn't do for months and years at a time get done in one day. That's just the way my body works. Um, And I'm also prescribed Xanax. Um, And I've been on that pretty much off and on mostly on for the 20 odd years as well um so I think that's kind of lost its efficacy um I'm on uh, two milligrams three times a day um I have been on higher doses than that <laughs> be honest about that um but now you know with the DEA and you know the watchdogs because of the opioid crisis. Um, you know they're watching it all controlled substances. So, um, from what I'm hearing, a doctor that prescribes, you know, two milligrams or more, you know, up to eight milligrams a day, say, or more, um, they're getting flagged. So they're not really willing to go past the six milligrams a day. Um, I definitely think I could use it. Um, my saving grace is, um, also on Seroquel. So, at night, I could take that, and it'll calm me down, but then I usually just wind up falling asleep, so I don't like that. I'd rather just calm me down and what have you. Um, also my sleeping pills, uh, on Trazodone, and it either does absolutely nothing and I'll be up for 24 hours straight or I'm just sleeping, 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 sleeping. And I think that's because of the mixture of the Xanax, the Coil, the don't you know, it's, ju- it's just strange that, like I said, sometimes I can stay awake for two, three days and then another time I'm sleeping for two days. So, Needless to say, it's it's been stressful, but um, what helped me for a while now, um, for the last couple of years, I've gotten into meditation, um, and I, now it sounds so fucking cliche, but it, I did and... It's the one thing that helps me, and it still helps me now. Even when I'm not actually meditating, you know, purposely, you know, uh, sitting, laying down, you know, um, focusing on, say, a candlelight, something along those lines, um, I still can get to that place within a couple of seconds. Um, which can be dangerous, which is also why I tend not to drive. Um, because I've had anxiety attacks driving, I would start meditating and then not know how I got from here to there. Um, so don't drive and meditate. Um, but I really wasn't trying to meditate. It was I was trying to do more of the controlled breathing. Um, there's a difference to me anyway, with the controlled breathing and the meditation. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things I want to talk about. I'm just trying to honestly put my thoughts together. But I just want to say that, you know, after what happened yesterday, I am um, I feel good. I'm happy. I, I, you know, I I'm proud of myself. I'll put it that way. Because I could easily fly off the handle very, very quickly. And even yesterday, I didn't go crazy. I didn't fly off the handle. I said what I had to say, you know. I put the person kind of, you know, in their place. Told them, you know, I expect an apology for what you just said. And if you don't, don't ever contact me, you're beast, you know, like, you're dead to me, I've dealt with too much of your bullshit, I'm over it, and I was told, you know, I would get an apology when pigs fly, um, so I said, all right, fuck you, you're blocked, I blocked him on the phone, um, which, I never chew that, I never block people, um, but I just felt, There's so much negativity, and when you have mental health issues and depression and anxiety, and you're surrounding yourself with negative people, it's harming you in the worst way than, say, other things are harming you, in my opinion. Um... You know, there's always going to be the psychological, you know, nature versus nurture argument. You know, um, in my family, there is a long history of depression. Um, We've had a couple of suicides. Um, So I do believe in the nature part. I do believe it is genetic, Um, especially because I've been depressed really since i was 8 years old i had to go to the school counselor because i was suicidal at 8 um that's a scary thing you know um you know started making attempts at 14 not really attempts more at that point i think it was just more cries for help um but still nonetheless i could have died um so it was very serious and sorry, getting back to the point, when we surround ourselves with negativity and negative people, even if you don't think at the time it's affecting you, it is. Because if you have a memory bank, which I think we all do in our brains, we all have a certain amount of, uh, you know, bandwidth that we're able to fill and sometimes we don't even know what we remember and that's the problem is that that's what could be affecting you the most and you don't even realize it until something brings it up so that's kind of also what happened yesterday you know I had called this family member I was feeling a little bit down, nothing crazy. I just wanted to talk to somebody, you know. He and I always had kind of like a brother, you know, sister relationship, even though we're not, you know, cousins. And, um, you know, we joke around a lot and laugh. And, you know, it always feel better usually, you know, talking to him. Um, Besides all of the bullshit that had happened over the years. But, you know, when our relationship is good... You know, it was always joking and having fun and laughing and just, you know, m- you know going over happy, mem- sad memories and happy memories, but even the sad memories, we would make jokes and that's just kind of the way that my family's humor is. It's odd. Um, but so much shit from the past came out yesterday in a weird way. And like I said before, I'm going to be 43 in November. This person was talking to me as if I was like 16 years old again, you know, running wild and being an asshole and, you know, all that. And it wasn't just 16. I was an asshole in my 20s, you know, 30s, probably still an asshole. But, you know, I'm a good hearted person. So, I think that takes over. um, and I never try to hurt anybody on purpose. Um, But if you hurt me, you hurt my mother, you're going to have a problem. And um my mother's name was brought up, not in a negative way, just brought up to kind of hurt me. And... To me, that's, it's like an unforgivable thing. And I know that we're, you know, we're taught, you know, you have to forgive. And that's never been my strong suit. (laughs) I'll tell you right now. That's never been my strong suit. I, I don't understand forgiveness. I, I honestly don't. Um, because to me, there's, well, with, with certain things, let me change that. Um, you know, people can do little things to hurt you and what have you and forgiveness. I, I totally get it. But when it's things that are more major or things that seem to be resolved, but then really aren't. When somebody comes at you at a certain way or hurts you in a certain way. I don't understand forgiveness. I'll never forget, you know, like they say, you know, forgive and forget. Like, no, I can't, that's not going to happen. If I did that every time somebody hurt me, to me, that's like an, that's an abusive relationship. You know, that's what you see in abusive relationships. You know, the person lets it go And it happens again and it happens again. And then, you know, God forbid, you know, weeks later, months later, years later, the person totally flips out and kills a person. You know, I mean, I'm not saying my situation is anywhere close to that. My point being is that if you continuously forgive someone when they're constantly hurting you. I don't understand why you would forgive them and not just let the relationship go. And it, to me, it doesn't matter who it is. I let my father go. I let, you know, anything negative, it has to go. And I think that anybody with any, you know, mental, especially severe depression, anxiety, anxiety, To me, my advice is that you're better off letting the person go um, when it gets to a level of toxicity because that's just making your condition worse. Um, And if you keep that person in your life and it keeps happening, how are you going to get better yourself? You know, I mean... I have therapy once a week. My therapist is the shit. She is fucking awesome. I love her more than life. Like, you know, normally you do, you know, 40, 45 minutes and the person's looking at their watch waiting to kick you out, you know? I can call her when I want to, you know, if I'm like really, you know, bad anytime, you know, outside of appointment times, you know, can't always talk, but, you know, if she can fit me in, you know, she always does, and she's been the best thing that's happened to me in a long time, um, so I'm trying not to get emotional about this, but I hope she listens to this, and I hope, you know, she understands how much I really, really appreciate her, and, Honestly, I love her because she's she's become like a, she's more. She's not my therapist. She's like she's a best friend. She's you know she's that person I can lean on, and you know she's gonna have my back, and you know talk me down, and and do all that, and you know not harp over you know, something that happened 15 years ago that I don't even care about. <laughs> Just funny side note, I had a psychiatrist once and I was married in my early 20s for a few years and I was seeing the psychiatrist years later, years, years, years later and every single time I would go see him, he would ask me about my divorce and this and that and I'm like, that has nothing to do with what's going on now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was very young when I married and when I divorced. Like, I don't even at this point in my life see that as a part of my life. It's almost like it, it happened in another life, like a past life or something like that. I don't even remember half the marriage, you know, I, I really don't. It's like I just put it someplace else, you know. I didn't have enough bandwidth. I need new information. So, you know, those years just went bye-bye. Um, but it was funny because he would always say things like that. And I'm like, you ask me the same goddamn questions every time. And we're not getting anywhere because of it, you know. So, you know, we also have to self-advocate, you know, whether it be a therapist, a psychiatrist with medication, you know, anything like that. Always self-advocate. Don't be afraid to not, you know, not in a rude way, but don't be afraid to talk back and say, listen, you know, this isn't working. You know, if you're asking me this and over and over again, I know it's, that's not, I need to talk about A, B, C, and D, not F, G, Z, Q, you know, I mean, you, you have to to really advocate for yourself. Um, it's important. And um, again, I don't give medical advice, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse, but if anybody out there listening, you know, wants advice about, you know, talking to someone or, you know, maybe how to think about things, you know, I was a caseworker, um, for eight years, uh, I was a sociology major, a religious studies minor, um, so, um, I do have, quote-unquote counseling background um I'm just not licensed and as far as medication that of course I'm not ever gonna give advice about because that's just not my place you know my advice would just be to you know talk to your doctor and if you think your doctor's full of shit go to a different doctor get a second opinion There's plenty of doctors out there, especially now. Um, I know for some people, depending on where you are, it might be harder than others, but that too, if you ever need help, you know, finding somebody in your area or what have you, I'm pretty good at research and things of that nature. So, you know, ask away. Oh, you know, I'm down to help anybody I can. You know, if I hadn't gotten help along times in my life, I don't know where the hell I would be right now, you know, I honestly don't, um, you know, I still suffer from some suicidal ideations every once in a while, you know, I get to those points where I'm like, the hell's the point of this life, you know, what the hell am I doing here, you know, but uh, a couple weeks ago, a friend of mine died, and those suicide ideations stopped real quick because when somebody your age dies, you realize you don't want to die, no matter how bad it is, because it can get better. And, you know, his life was pretty bad for a long time. Uh, you know, you had PTSD veteran. Um, and then he was in a program doing pretty good. And uh, came home, I don't know, you know, just decided he wanted to mess around and now he's dead. So, you know, I think that that's a little bit helpful for people with suicidal ideations is, you know, look at people your age who die and just think, you know, what could they have been later you know, regardless of what their problems are, you know, and it could be somebody you know, it could be somebody you read about, could be a celebrity, it could whoever however it helps you, please do it because we need you here, you know. We don't we don't need you thinking about, you know, killing yourself and hurting yourself and you know, God forbid, you know, it's a it's a cry for help and it and it happens and you're no longer here, you know, can't have that. We just can't have that anymore. That, that has the suicide prevention really needs to be amped up. Um, that's really all I have to talk about now. Um, I know the, I did say that they would be rants and, you know, things like that, um, in this podcast, Uh I do like to do a lot of research. Um so there will be, you know, episodes and and casts that uh are structured and you know, full of information um, you know, scientific and uh, you know, medical and things of that nature. Um but I just felt the need after yesterday and today you know, just to let you guys know, you know, yesterday was a shit show and today I'm good, you know? So we can all get there. It's just it's a matter of learning tricks to, you know, trick our minds into stopping that negative bullshit. And again, if that's a person, let them go. Anyway, uh, it's always great talking to you guys. It helps me. Um, It's kind of like another form of therapy. And um, I appreciate, you know, everybody listening. I know right now it's like three people, if that. But uh, we're going to grow, you know. Positivity here. Hello. That's what we were just talking about. Positivity. So we're going to grow this shit And, um, because especially with COVID and everything, there's so many people with mental health issues and we really need to stop being scared about talking about it because it's all right. You know, um, it's real quick. One last thing. I'll let you guys go going on uh, 26 minutes here. Um, but I I when I, I talk to people, you know, say I go to a doctor's office and they go, "How you doing?" I go, oh, "I've been better," you know, and they're shocked when they hear that because we're so used to when people say that to each other just in passing. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. If we're fake with each other constantly. That that's why people are scared to speak out. That's why people don't say how they really feel. Not that you have to tell me your personal issues or I have to tell you my personal issues. But if I'm not having a great day, I'm not going to tell you I'm having a great day. That's just, it, I'm not. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to tell you anything. My that's, that's my thing. I just say, I've been better. And that's it. You know, and I usually get the the shock of it. (laughs) And then, oh, I hope you feel better. I'm so sorry. You know, that type of thing. But I did have a conversation with somebody and he was like, I never thought about it like that. He's like, that's so true. He goes, we do, you know, like we, we lie to ourselves and we lie to other people all the time. And then we wonder why we have, you know, this epidemic of, you know, people going crazy and people, you know, killing each other for road rage and you know depression and this and that you know it's because we're not telling the truth you know it's all right somebody asks you how you doing I've been better uh you know I wish things could be different but you know I'm working on it with that said I'm gonna shut the fuck up and I will talk to you guys soon and again um if you want to email me um, with any questions, or if you wanted to possibly come on and talk, um, my email is nikki, N I K K I, mental, M E N T A L, 1130 at gmail.com. All right. Um, you guys take care of yourselves, stay positive. Get rid of that negativity bullshit and have a great day.